0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Chronic Pain and Paranoia and Nightmare Week. Woohoo! Welcome back. It's us. This is our very last mini episode before the big Halloween episode. Dun-dun-dun. I'm so excited. So if you forgot how Nightmare Week works, it gets scarier as we go. So Mm -hmm. very appropriately, this case is going to be spooky scary today. Spooky scary. It is going to be kind of graphic, but not... Horrible. Tomorrow's yeah. definitely gonna be worse. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Um but I'm gonna be telling you a story about Annalise Michelle today, the real case behind the movie, the um exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm hmm. Very scary. But before we get into that, Emily, what is your Halloween nostalgia favorite Halloween thing for today? mine's actually more like fall my favorite okay. thing is to go around the house and open every single blinds yes because it's just fall like mm-hmm. i don't know how to describe it it's just fall you open the blinds and yes. you see the light and it's like ah oh. during like rainy days in the fall sometimes like we'll just like leave the back door open for a little bit mm-hmm. so nice yeah it's my favorite we haven't had a good rainy day in fall yet, I don't think. We haven't had any rain. No, I hope it cools down better for us. Yeah, it's still 100 degrees weeks. outside. I know. Anyway, mine, um, we had this, like, pack of Halloween earrings when I was, like, in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And I would pick out a different pair to wear every day. We had, like, spider webs, spiders. I still get those every year. I think, like, jack-o'-laners. <laughs> uh-huh. And I would always want to wear my hair in a ponytail so people could see them. Of course. I would get so excited. I like play my outfit around it and stuff. And I yeah. feel like that's where everything began. <laughs> that's yes, your villain origin story. Literally. I think I still have some just some of the original earrings that I we do would too. wear every season. Uh huh. Just for the nostalgia, like I would not wear them today because they're crusty. But I would not wear those ones. But I do get Halloween ones every yes. year. Yes. There's still one pair that I wear every year. They're glow in the dark skeletons that like dangle i love it they're my first pair of like dangly earrings i think i have dangly skeleton ones that Alyssa got me oh because my original ones like one got lost sad anyway emily how are you feeling today i feel like i've been burned at the stake <laughs> emily's having a rough day i feel bad like asking you <laughs> it's been a rough day i'm diseased and dying <laughs> It might as well That's be. It's a great metal album name. Disease <laughs> and, and Dying. 17th Century. <laughs> There's a Beartooth album called Disease. Exactly. So it's not far off. Well, and then it great makes album. me think of the Ghost album. Yes. Yes. You know which the, one I'm talking yeah, about. The one based on the plague. Yes. It's a great album. It is a good album. I don't remember what it's called right now. No. Meloria or something? I just remember Rats fantastic because I think about that song that might be my favorite album of theirs yeah I think about it at least once a week it's a core memory yeah anyway for me my right leg is hurting a -hmm. lot again today it feels like a mix of when one of your limbs is really asleep and it's just like achy Oh. But also the achy that you get when you have a really bad brain freeze. No. And you're trying to fight it, but it just won't go away. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Just in my leg from hip to ankle. Sitting in the joints especially. No, no, no. Yeah. I came up with that one while I was driving because driving hurts my leg. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into it. This podcast contains sensitive material such as violence, murder, paranormal activity, and other adult topics, so listener discretion is advised. While we do research all of our episodes, we are just two Emily's with a microphone and a passion for all things spooky. Take it with a grain of salt. All of our sources will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Emily, um do you have any background knowledge of Annalise Michelle by chance? A little bit, if it's the one I'm thinking of. It probably is. It's a pretty famous case, I think, but this it's like one of those that is but kinda isn't, in my opinion. I think I know I've seen her face. Did it happen yeah. in like the forties? No it happened in i think hmm i should know this you're good you're good i think the 70s maybe anyway i get them all confused i know i've heard of it but anyway so though many may not know it, the horrifying events of the 2005 film the exorcism of emily rose were not entirely fictional, but rather were based on the actual experiences of a young German woman named Annalise Michel. Annalise Michel grew up devoutly Catholic in v- Bavaria, West Germany in the 1960s, where she attended mass twice a week. When Michelle was 16, suddenly she blacked out at school and began walking around in a daze. Though Michelle herself had no memory of, of this event, her friends and family said that she was in, like, a trance-like state. hmm A year later, Annalise Michelle experienced a similar occurrence where she woke up in a trance and wet her bed. Her body then went through a series of convulsions, causing her body to shake uncontrollably, leaving many of those closest to her certain that she's possessed by a demon. No. But what happened next was even more disturbing, and this- exorcisms that her family used to treat her symptoms eventually left her dead on july 1st 1976 Mm -hmm. at the age of just 23 this is a haunting story of annalise michelle the real life emily rose so after the second time she went into a trance annalise michelle visited a neurologist who diagnosed her with temporal lobe epilepsy a disorder that causes seizures loss of memory and experiencing visual and auditory hallucinations Mm -hmm. That's a terrible mix of things. That's horrifying. Yeah. I don't like that. Temporal lobe epilepsy can also cause uh, Jeswind syndrome. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to say that. Um, a disorder marked by hyper-religiosity. So we're going to get more into this because it's kind of important to the story. So Jeswin syndrome also known as, I can't say it, it looks German, Yeah, is a group of behavioral phenomena evident in some people with temporal lobe epilepsy. It is named for one of the first individuals to categorize the symptoms, who published prolifically on the topic from 1973 to 1984. There is controversy surrounding whether it is a true neuropsychiatric disorder, they are really big words, friends, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Temporal lobe epilepsy causes chronic, mild, inter. in between seizures, mm-hmm. changes in personality which slowly intensify over time. It includes five primary changes: hypergraphia, hyperreligiosity, atypical, usually reduced uh, sexuality, um, circumstantiality an intensified mental life. Not all symptoms must be present for the diagnosis, only some people with epilepsy or temporal lobe epilepsy show features of this syndrome. So, to put this in simpler terms, basically you can become like hyper-religious, you can kind of like lose memory in between seizures. In between seizures, your personality can change. You can start acting erratically hmm. and like just like basically major behavioral changes. Yeah. With an emphasis on hyper religiosity. Yeah. Interesting. Uh huh. <laughs> but we don't know for sure if this is a thing because there's kind of controversy mm-hmm. around it. Okay. But we're going to get into that more. Okay. So after her diagnosis, Annalise Michelle began taking medication for epilepsy and enrolled in the University of Würzburg in 1973. However, the drugs she was given failed to help her, and as the year progressed, her condition became, began to deteriorate. Though she was still taking her medication, Michelle began to believe that she was possessed by a demon and that she needed to find a solution outside of medicine. Same, but not same. Yeah. She began to see the face of the devil whenever she, wherever she went. Oh, no. And she said she heard demons whispering in her ears. Uh, when she heard demons telling her that she was damned and would rot in hell while she was praying, she concluded that the devil must be possessing her oh no so i think what's happening is she's getting really intense auditory and visual hallucinations and because she was brought up so religiously mass twice a week is a lot yeah like she thinks like these negative hallucinations are the devil which like yeah yeah i don't blame her no that's why like people with schizophrenia Whenever they see negative hallucinations, a lot of the time they think that it's demons. Which is so scary. Really, really scary. I could not imagine. mm at least Michelle and her family sought out priests to help with her demonic possession, but all the clergy she approached rejected her requesting that she should seek medical help and Good. that they needed permission of a bishop anyway. Well, they need... You have to undergo, like, psychiatric help before they even consider doing an exorcism. Exactly. So, knowing her record, they're probably, like... They're like, ooh. You can't do that, friend. And, like, epilepsy and seizures are a common thing that people think is possession. They present, like, a possession. Yes. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back to our episode that's cases that movies were based off of. Uh-huh. Um... At this point, Michelle's delusions have become extreme. Believing she was possessed, she rips clothes off her body, um, compulsively performed up to 400 squats a day. What? This is also part of the syndrome we were talking about. Okay. Um, crawled under a table and barked like a dog for two days. She also ate spiders and coal, bit the head off of a dead bird. And licked her own urine from the floor. That Things is, are not going good. No, she really needs some medical attention. Yes. That's how I feel. Yes. Also, this could have been the, the seizures changing her behavior. Yeah, going in between. Seizures are very hard on your brain. Seizures and she has that medical condition where it, it does change her personality yes. in between. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, but it sounds Seems like plausible. it. plausible. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. Me neither. (laughs) Finally, she and her mother found a priest, Ernst Alt, who believed in her possession. He stated that, quote, she didn't look like an epileptic in later court documents. I don't know how you can look like an epileptic, but okay. I I think it's the same way you can look like a sinner. (laughs) You just make it up. (laughs) What is the most southern thing you've ever said to me? I'm sorry. I said it in my accent, too, I think. (laughs) okay i'm sorry no you're good so annalise michelle wrote to alt quote i am nothing everything about me is vanity what should i do i have nothing to improve you pray for me really sad and also once told him i want to suffer for other people but this is so cruel what i don't know how direct that translation is because she is german so it might be like a little off. A little off, off, but it still but it sounds is. really concerning and sad. Yeah. So Alt petitioned the local bishop, Bishop Joseph Stangle, who eventually approved the request and granted a local priest, Arnold Rains, permission to perform an exorcism, but ordered that it be carried out in total secret. Not good. No, 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 no. Exorcisms have existed in various cultures um and religions for millennia but the practice became popular in the catholic church in the ni- in the 1500s with priests who would use the latin phrase "Vade Ritro santana go back satan i think that phrase is in a ghost song i love that for ghosts or at least i'm here one. for them to expel demons from their mortal hosts the practice of catholic exorcism was codified in rituale romanum a book of Christian practices assembled in the 16th century. Mm -hmm. By the 1960s, exorcisms were very rare among Catholics, but a rise in movies and books like The Exorcist in the er early 1970s caused a renewal interest in the practice. Which we'll get to tomorrow, friends. So excited. So over the next 10 months, following the bishop's approval of Annalise Michel's exorcism, Alt and Rien's Conducted 67 exorcisms, lasting up to four hours on the young woman. Wait, that's just on her? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. It's gonna go downhill fast. I'm sorry. Yikes. Through these sessions, Michelle revealed that she believed she was possessed by six demons. Lucifer, Cain, Judas, Adolf Hitler, Nero, and... Fleischmann, a disgraced priest. Hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's a wrong name. Yeah. All these spirits would jostle for power of Annalise Michelle's body and would communicate from her mouth in a low growl. Also, I have heard the recordings of what she sounded like during They're the exorcism. Some of the scariest stuff I've ever heard in my life. Well, and it's scary because it's still her voice yeah like i'm not gonna get too deep into it because you're still gonna go on i wouldn't be surprised if she severely damaged her vocal cords for this well, yeah. i'm not saying that she was making this up at all no i'm just saying from how deep and raspy and like the screams that came from her body like whoo it's scary. If you're curious, go ahead and Google it. I'm not putting it in. No, it's, it's bone-chilling. Um, so, the demons argued with each other, with Hitler saying, people are stupid as pigs. They think it's all over after death. It goes on. And Judas saying, Hitler was nothing but a big mouth who has no real say in hell. <laughs> Pop off. <laughs> oh, Judas. I forgot about that. That's so funny. Oh, my God. He's like, don't listen to him. (laughs) (laughs) No one lets him sit at their table in hell. (laughs) He's like the Jeffrey Dahmer of hell. (laughs) Like, get this guy out of here. Like, who? You're sitting by yourself at the lunch table, you creep. That's so funny. Ew. Okay, I'm sorry. No, that's funny. Anytime we can make fun of Hitler, I'm taking it. A (sighs) 100%. Throughout these sessions, Annalise Michelle would frequently talk about dying to atone for the wayward youth of the day and the apostate priests of the modern church. Oh, no. She broke the bones and ripped the tendons in her knees from continually nailing in prayer. Oh. Which is really sad. That's so sad. And that's sad. also really hard to do. Well, she's probably scared and hurt all the time. She has this mental disorder well, yeah, and like with being hyper religious her whole life growing up in this being brought up in this she literally thinks she's possessed she's probably terrified yeah she's constantly falling to her knees and praying all day long because oh. she is so scared that's so sad it is heartbreaking so over these 10 months michelle was frequently restrained so the priest could conduct exorcism rites. She slowly stopped eating, and she eventually died of malnutrition and dehydration on July 1st, 1976, at 23 years old. Hmm. Well, and seeing the pictures of before, and then she... looks like a normal, very pretty, like, full of life young girl. Yeah. And what she looked like... When this was happening, she doesn't look like the same person. She does not look human anymore. Incredibly thin. Like, her eyes are sunken and bruised and, like... It's just so sad. It's so scary and it's so sad. So, after her death, Annalise Michelle's story became a national sensation in Germany after her parents and two priests who conducted the exorcism were charged with negligent homicide. Good. They came before the court and even used a recording of the exorcism to try to justify their actions. No. you tried. The problem is they tried to hide it and then were like,
1: no, no, this was a real,
0: legit exorcism. They didn't go through the right processes to do the exorcism in the first place. And they didn't just do one. They did 67. Yes. That were each up to four hours long where she was restrained. Yes, and the reason why they have those little checks, not saying it happens every time, but that's, like, there to help make sure this doesn't happen. Exactly, and, like, she stopped eating, she stopped drinking. It doesn't look like they did anything to help that. Mm Mm-mm. I, like, if this was happening to a family member, I would have checked them into a hospital. Uh Uh-huh. Because clearly something's going on. So the two priests were found guilty of manslaughter, resulting from negligence, and were sentenced to six months in jail, which was later suspended, and three years probation. The parents were exempt from any punishment as they had, quote, suffered enough, a criteria for sentencing in German law. Okay. So they basically all got off. Which is terrible, but they probably all were in the same mindset. Kind of also really sticky situation yeah because i can say that like oh i would take them to a hospital which i think i would but also they're hyper religious people and also like i don't know for sure how i would act in a situation like this because we're not in that situation exactly but yeah i don't know i do think it was negligent homicide yeah it just is sus because they knew what they were doing it's hard Mm -hmm. yeah and also like After doing so many, where's the point where you're like, this clearly isn't helping? Yeah, in fact, it's making it worse. Exactly, And, like, seeing her wither away, it's like, we need to do something other than this. Yeah. Well, and, like, most exorcisms do take time. Yeah. But, But usually, the right way is to, like, not do them. I'm sure they were back to back to back to back. Yeah. But, what do I know? I'm not Catholic. Yeah. (laughs) so annalise michelle became an icon sorry yeah annalise michelle became an icon for some catholics who felt modern secular interpretations of the bible were distorting the ancient supernatural truth it contains the surprising thing was that people connected to michelle were all completely convinced that she really had been possessed Hmm. this was said by someone who reported on the trial okay um There are people who visit Michelle's grave. Quote, the grave is a gathering point for religious outsiders. They write notes with requests and thanks for her help and leave them on the grave. They pray, sing, and travel on. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. While she may be a source for inspiration for some religious people, the story of Annalise Michelle is not one of spirituality, trumping over science, but of people who should have known better than Allowing a mentally ill woman to die. Yep. It's the story of people projecting their own beliefs, hopes, and faith onto a woman's delusions, and the price was paid for those beliefs. Mhm. And that's all I have. Wow. So. I do think like. Her seizures probably were worsening because she wasn't on medication. So yeah. the. You know, the hallucinations were getting worse, and her probably mental state was decreasing because of that, and not understanding what it was, and it just kept getting worse yeah, worse and worse and worse. I do not think this woman was possessed. I think possession is a thing. I don't think it was in this case. No. I think she was just really sick. She had the you know, the doctor's appointments, the psychiatrist, the therapist. She literally has not only physical disease, mm-hmm. but probably also some serious mental health issues because of that. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. And also, I want to mention again, there is no way she could have faked this. No. This was a medical issue. I don't think it was her trying to do it for attention at all. I think oh, it was she was not. just a very sick person who needed help. Yeah. And the people around her completely failed her, in my opinion. Yeah. I would agree with that. Even if they were, like, very religious and... Even religious yeah. people can exactly. understand science. Exactly. And basic care of humans. It's just... <laughs> this one gets me heated. I know. It's just like... He- she died for no reason. You've seen those people who are super religious, though, and it's, like, terrifying. Mm -hmm. I think that's what this was. Yeah. And I think this probably, this case probably put a lot of scrutiny Uh on exorcisms and how we treat them, and obviously rightfully so. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad that there are those steps in place to make sure that, like, hey, we need someone to check your brain out. Like... This podcast can get a little woo-woo sometimes, but we believe in science here. Yeah. We believe in a mixture of everything. A hundred percent. I think that's what our podcast believes. Eclectic. A little bit of everything. Which is a good, a good thing. Yes. But that's it for today, everyone. Remember to come back tomorrow for okay. a very, very scary, probably very long Halloween Woo-hoo. episode. I don't know how long it's going to be yet, but probably very long. I'm going to try to keep it short because I'm still passing away. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Remember to rate, comment, review, subscribe, wherever you're listening. Follow us on Instagram at chronic pain and paranoia. Plug in your heating pads. Take your meds. And stay spooky. Stay spooky. Goodbye. Goodbye.